Recording in progress. Oh, I've been born. Right? I'm going to need to bore more of that. Hello and welcome everybody to the Blue Collar Philosophers Podcast. This is your absolute favorite, best podcaster in the entire world, Biker Mike from Mars. And we have a guest co-host with us today uh, because Devin wants to go to Chilliwack and be orthodox and blah, 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 excuses. <laughs> <laughs> right under the bus. <laughs> Right under. Yeah. Uh, today's guest is one of my best friends, Mr. Scott Wilkases. W- Wilkes. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, you... Your numbers, records will be flying off the shelf. Mm. We won't be able to get units in stock. Yeah, Because that's how podcasts work, right? You, you make this on vinyl records? Yes. Yeah. We, we, it's it cost us so much money. <laughs> Nobody even buys them. I just make them for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny thing. Um, do you remember my buddy Israel back in the day uh, at Ben's oh, wedding? Yeah, okay, yeah. so his brother was in a rock band, um, a punk, a punk band, and they were getting vinyls printed for their band. And uh, Beyonce had a, a, a vinyl come out at the same time as they did, and for some reason they were using the same distributor or whatever. And they accidentally printed this Canadian anarchist punk band vinyl <laughs> on Beyonce's record and distributed it to the world. <laughs> so people would go to listen to Beyonce and they were getting that. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, that's my, uh, yeah, he turned into a bit of a D-bag. Not Israel. Um, Israel's so great. I love that guy. But his brother. You'd never believe a punk band that that was an accident. That, yeah. Like they paid someone for that to happen. I I don't think they would. Oh no, because punk bands have no money. But. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I mean. I'm like that. They, they I just assume it's Watergate all the they, time. They like they accidentally do it. At, yeah, yeah, they blackmailed someone <laughs> at the record company to have that happen. Yeah, we need you to distribute <laughs> to the people least likely to ever listen to our music or enjoy it. Because honestly, it, it was underground punk. It wasn't like mainstream punk. It was yeah. anarchy, punk, rock, and it was Canadian and French. I, I don't remember if they sang in French, but... It's just angry without any of the uh, the heart behind it. Yeah. the reason. Yeah, a harder reason. And, and like, uh, very anti-Semitic in a lot of ways, too, from what I remember. Maybe they're not. Maybe oh. they changed. Who knows? Well, didn't take off? Wow. Interesting. Yeah, a whole lot of Jews control the world kind of ideas. And I'm like, I don't think that's right. It, you th- well, it's a dangerous uh, stance to take because mm-hmm. if you're wrong, then everyone's just going to call you on your wrong. If you're right, you're. You're putting your target on your back. Those people, well, you're literally asking those people to distribute that stuff for you. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> It's just a double negative yeah. to your whole becoming famous as a band. And if you're super right, well, you're now putting a target on your back. And they're not going to distribute, and they're going to make your life an absolute hell, And which they didn't. So uh, they're really great at business and 
don't care. I don't know. Maybe it's 3D chess and I'm not equipped to play. I don't care. I don't I don't get into music. <laughs> mm. So you All right, so I've heard this many times now. Not just by you. But you started listening to our podcast. Yes, I'm a three-time listener, first-time caller. Yes. <laughs> Which means the bar is very low. If you want to come on this podcast, listen they and connect with us. Literally like, anyone. Anybody. <laughs> uh and, and and you find yourself yelling at the radio from across the shop or wherever you're listening. Yeah. Well, I'm listening to it at work because I just put my headphones in and listen to whatever for eight to nine hours a day. Mm-hmm. I can do that. And uh, I don't know if it's just our relationship and uh, the president me and Ben have set <laughs> with, uh, how, we tr- how we treated you for the longest time. <laughs> Oh, I got treated like dog shit. I really did. And you think that it would have changed while I was in a motorcycle club? No, I got treated like dog shit there as well. It was very funny. I'm glad it's continued. Like, <laughs> we, we worked so hard at establishing that standard. Like, I'd, I'd stay up all night being on the phone with Amanda or just be up really late and you guys would be like, Oh, look, a bed! And you'd come and like jump on my bed while I'm trying to sleep in it. Remember the time in the duplex when we flipped your mattress on you and mm. started jumping on it? Mm. No. I think that was a suppressed memory. <laughs> you started singing Avril Lavigne. Uh, I, mm, was I drunk? I'm, no. No. No I, was still in my, no, I was still in my sober phase at that point. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, I was going you through started, this little thing of... thinking why we have to make things so complicated. I, I vaguely remember... I do remember doing that at one point <laughs> so we've known each other a long time i think that kind of sets precedent there time. and yeah the the proximity you and ben had with me uh the precedent i think i guess you were saying i was thinking about it it's been like 17 years yes holy shit yeah. 17 years I did that at the wedding the other day. I'm like, I've known this person for 20, 25, God, close to 30 years. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm feeling old. Yeah, when I said 25 years, I'm like, ah, oh, this is not good. Um, so, yeah, being in proximity with me, knowing me, feeling like you should be able to interject in it. Yeah, feeling like you should be able to interject in the conversation that's happening between Devin and I, because you also met Devin and spent a little bit of time there. <laughs> You're yep. sitting there yelling at yourself because you got an earbud in, or trying mm-hmm. not to yell at yourself and look insane. Trying not to yell at myself and look insane. <laughs> with a bunch of uh, other bikers, actually, that I work with. Well, one of them's a biker, the other one's just British. British refuses to ride a bike, but he would be a biker, you know, the type he'd ride a triumph or like an Enfield, something that you know you have to work on and never get to ride. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he he drives old cars instead. Oh, what kind of old cars? Yeah. He's got a 33 Ford. Oh, wow, so you're not, 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 not like a little old, not like a 70s or whatever, but no, no, he's into the old, old stuff, first generation kind of car, second oh, wow. generation kind of car. <laughs> That that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I noticed today because I was listening to uh, what did I say the Free Will episode. 
which, which I kind of, if I remember our recording, we said don't listen to that one. <laughs> I know that's why I listened to it. <laughs> You're like, I, I'm, I am ashamed of that episode. It was too long. We were too drunk. Three hours. I tried to cut it off. And here's the thing: you you said, "Hey, you could have distributed it in two separate episodes." Nay, nay, because you would have listened to the first half realize that we were getting half drunk yeah. and then listen to the second half and be like why are these guys so drunk oh yeah it's a continuation in the second half i was like this is not an episode on its own and people would be very lost mm-hmm. it was a horrible yeah. episode i do yeah. not recommend that one mostly well the first half is pretty good uh but i but... noticed it's just like i have thoughts to get bring into the conversation and Devin usually gets to my point eventually yeah you less so, but you have your own way. <laughs> I, I do have my own way. I, I like my way. My way is fun and interesting. Even when I text him about podcast ideas, I'm like, hey, I have an idea for a podcast. And I would put out the precedent of what I think we should get to and what I think our conclusion would normally come to. And he's like, yep. He's like, there's no podcast there. I'm like, yes, there is. You just have to be an asshole. <laughs> but I'm also a terrible podcast podcast subscriber because I'm not on social media anywhere, so I can't help promote or add yeah. to your numbers at all. I just bug you with texts in the middle of the day while you're trying to pipeline. Yeah, <laughs> which is easy to do because pipeliners barely work. I honestly, a lot of driving voice to text. So if I ever send you a text and it looks like wrong or incorrect, just it's voice to text. So... <laughs> Well, apparently the trick to that is you go to voice to text and read out what you said and then it should translate it for you. <laughs> it should. It really should. And so you want to interject, you want to say something, especially with the free will one, which I find to be a very interesting thing because I are, are you a Calvinist or an Arminian when it comes to free will? Do you believe in the idea of free will or do you believe in predestination? Well, you do. 100% free will. Okay. So you're, you're not on the, 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 even the atheistic argument of predestination by ancestral um, decisions. Like you're, you're not predestined. I mean, you're influenced by the way your brain was programmed. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily predetermine what decision you're going to make. Yeah. And I agree with that because um, as a, a bit of a materialist, um, we cannot evolve as a species if we are constantly going back to our preset uh, programming, right? There's no evolution. There's no, and so you need to be constantly evolving and constantly changing. I, I said this to my father the other week, and I said, free will is a choice. And as, as simple as that sounds, it's profoundly true. Because mm-hmm. when you... When you're being conscious of your decisions and what you're doing, you're able to... Uh, weaponize, I guess would be a good way. You're able to weaponize your free will as long. But when you've just made a choice without really making it, you kind of going with the flow, allowing life to happen to you as opposed to you happening to it. You're not using your free will. You're just coasting. You're reacting. Yeah, that was, that was a really good point. I actually hadn't thought about that too deeply until you brought it up. Yeah, I, I remember because I went to the bathroom. <laughs> And when it came back from going to the bathroom, I'm like, oh, I had an epiphany while peeing. <laughs> so I do That's remember that I part. peed before I answered your call about this <laughs> I didn't. Um, whiskey. So, yes, I do recommend. The thing is, I would love to redo the free will um, episode, but 
uh, with more minds or better mouths and just absolutely that's what I was gonna say. You need at least a moderator yeah, between so... you and Devin. <laughs> yeah, and now that Devin has converted converted to orthodoxy, I would love to see how that changes. I was I was starting that episode too about what him converting and I was like that seems kind of random, but then when he mentioned that he was Catholic before, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Or no, well, he he was a Mennonite before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I I still uh, I can't answer for him, and people ask me questions. That's the really fun part. My my dad, he's like, oh, but why? I'm like, I have no idea. Why why would, I'm I'm not Orthodox? He's like, oh yeah, but what about this? And my dad was formerly Catholic, and so he's expecting me to be able to go to bat for Devin, and I'm like, no, no, I got, I got, got nothing. nothing. <laughs> you have to talk to him. I mean, and, and oh, another um, great episode was the baptism one with my father when he came on. I haven't listened to that one yet. Oh shit. Uh, this might have to be strictly a YouTube episode. I've got a right error apparently on my thing about 13 minutes in. Uh-oh. That's uh, all right. This is recording just fine. It's just my... Or you can steal the audio off this. Fuck. Yeah, good. It might not be great, but... Might not be great. It is what it is. Um, anyways. My thought process is I don't care what denomination you are. Christian is Christian. Yeah. And whatever add-ons, we'll call them, that you need to be, you need to have to keep you in a relationship with God is yeah, purely between you and him. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think of the ecumenical thinking one? That went everywhere too. <laughs> it no, did. I the free will one, but I'd never heard that word before. And and I hadn't uh, either. And I had to do some research on it. I'm like, what? Hmm. Big word. <laughs> it's, and I'm glad that I can say it now. It's ecumenism and ecumenicalism. And I'm like, I've got it. I'm not drunk. I'm not even going to try. It's, it's, it is a very difficult word. It's so frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only from practicing it over and over and over again and realizing how stupid I sound when I do say it incorrectly do I push to uh, say it better. So. It was a, it was a good episode. Uh, I agreed with you that never going to work. Yeah. You know, I almost feel, um, I don't know. But if then would... basically, if you boil it down to what it needs to be, then we kind of already are at the same time. Yeah. Like, to be Christian, you have to accept Jesus as your Lord and savior. And welcome him into your heart and strive to live by his rules. Yeah. That's all you need to do to call yourself a Christian. And yeah, if you're doing that, then it doesn't matter. Right. So, yeah. And so it, it is, and it is recognizing a lot of who he is and what he's done and, and, and actually accepting it and, and getting out of your own way. a lot of the time, because that, Absolutely. that is a difficult part is getting out of your own way and saying, if I could do it, then I would have, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and and be and getting to that point, but it is what it is. Um. All right. So you've been listening for a little bit, trying not to yell at the radio. Feel like you can inter- you want to interject and like you do have something to say, and so I'm like, hey, Devin. That's gone. usually when I text you. That's usually when you text me, and I was thinking, oh, Devin's gone. I need somebody to fill in. 
I really do. I I, <laughs> I call. I texted one other guy, and um, before even getting a response from him, you were texting me just throughout the day, and I'm like, Scott, I have Zoom. I we don't use this. I'm paying a hundred dollars a year for something so I can do all this shit, and I <laughs> I haven't utilized it to the best of its ability. The thing is, we want to. As you were saying to Sean is that you, you usually would reserve this for more important people, but I appreciate <laughs> that. No, people that, that that may not make it to Fort St. John, like guys that are stuck in the States, and I'm like, okay, we can't have them in person. <laughs> may not make it to the butt crack of the world. Yeah, it really, really is. It's it's uh, They call it the John for we've, a reason. We've, we've had this conversation a few times, actually, I yeah. think. Yeah, about how I live in Calgary, and anywhere you fly in Western Canada flies through Edmonton or Calgary. So mm -hmm. I'm literally on the way to anywhere. Yep, and specifically have to go to Fort Saint John to visit you. So it was on you to come visit me. Yes, yes, it was. And <laughs> here's the thing: uh, I was talking about that the other night, last night with the wife. I'm like, oh, I was texting Scott, and she's like, "Oh, how's he doing?" And we were chatting a little bit, and she's like, "He's like," she said. Oh, I hope they come up for a visit because you said I need a bed or hotel or whatever. Just and I'm like, yeah, I got you. And then she's like, oh, I hope Megan comes. I I really enjoyed my time with Megan. Come on, come you drug her like they did He's in the A team. Hates anything north of Red Deer. Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> everyone does. We it's, we went to Valley View for your cousin's wedding, and yeah. every 15 minutes she's like. We there yet? It's been forever. <laughs> you got to fly up here then. An hour and a half, babe. Sorry. You got to fly here. Well, I'll, I'll I'll figure something out for vehicles. I'll figure everything out. Just just come see me. Oh. I will this the, time. The thing is, if we yeah, can, if, if we can convince Megan that Amanda missed her enough and really wants to see her, maybe. Because the thing is, when you go to my cousin's wedding in Valley View, you're you're going for my cousin. You're going for you. But if you can turn this around and say, this is for Amanda. This is not for... You just got to make it less about you and less about me, obviously. And say, Amanda misses you. She really did enjoy her time hanging out with us. Uh, like, how late did we stay up? Like, two in the morning or something like that? You stayed up even later than I did with my parents. Yeah, we stayed up drinking uh, Bullet and just hanging out and chilling until God knows what time. And then I had to wake up, MC yeah. a wedding on a Wednesday. So that means we were drinking on a Tuesday. <laughs> I was drinking on a Tuesday and then went to work on Wednesday. <laughs> That's right. And then I got back at about 1.30 in the morning. Uh, and we hung out in the morning before you went back to work. And, and then you scared the hell out of me showing up in my kitchen at 6 o'clock in the morning to come say goodbye. <laughs> what was I going to let you? Uh, I, I'd feel like it, I know I was up to like 2 in the morning, maybe even 2.30. And I'm like, oh, no, Scott, let us stay in his house. I'm going to meet him for breakfast or whatever I can do to hang out with him. Because, yeah. Fucking it was a great visit, despite how short it was. Despite how short it was, so I look forward to doing it again. I, you, you have no idea. I'm like looking for an excuse to get out of, leave the kids here again, and, and go there, but for longer and not on a fucking Wednesday, Travis. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, 
so that's that's when we started hanging out uh, then, and then you started listening to the podcast. You're like, oh, Mike's not retarded. And I hope you're thinking Mike's not as retarded as he used to be. Well, I remember you were telling me about starting a podcast. Yeah. Doing like three episodes or something like that. And I asked you what it was called, and you never answered me. Oh, did I not? Finally, when I learned <laughs> what it was actually called. That's so funny. I... I, well, here's the thing. I was whoring myself. I still am whoring myself out in every single way on f- Facebook and Instagram, and I fucking hate it. I really do. I, 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 I the guy who has none of that. I so am jelly. I am so jealous of n- people that don't have it, while simultaneously recognizing that it helps with our numbers. It really does. Like promoting oh, it. I. I got video of Devin dressed as a hippie singing Born to be Wild, and I shared it on Instagram because, yeah, we were at a party, and that's how you promote the podcast is by going on Instagram and just showing stuff like that, and then people click on it and check us out. Cause and in more and more scantily clad outfits. I, I didn't... I, <laughs> I did realize something about Instagram girls, though. Uh if if they ever do one of those short ones, they're like, "Oh, see me in this outfit." If you can pause fast enough, I'm like, technically, you click on their profile thing, it shows all their pictures. They're gonna be wearing it eventually. Like they're just gonna show it off. There's there's no tagging or pausing. I'm like, you guys are all dumb. They're all fake. They're all fake people. I can't believe it. You wouldn't believe how many messages I get from like bot accounts. They're like, "Oh, you should friend me. Oh, send me check out my website." I've heard more and more of them aren't even actual real people anymore. Like no. pictures of real people, like they're AI generated. Mm-hmm. It's all fake. It's all bullshit. So that's one of the reasons I hate social yeah, media because it is. It's all fake. It's 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 not real life because nope. it, you turn it off and it's gone. It no longer exists. The so second you turn it off, it's it's. You're not influenced by it. You're not affected. It's not. It's not affecting my pocketbook because I'm not getting paid to do this shit. So yet, yet, and when I do, I'm going to do it spitefully. I'm going to be like, "Don't you hate fucking hate advertising? Me too." Check out our podcast. My ten dollar check in the mail, Mike. My ten dollar check. (laughs) So yeah, it's just one of those things that we do so that other people can hear this, and we'll spread like. Joe Rogan did just by word of mouth after that. I'm yeah, praying for that moment. I already got to be on Sean Newman's podcast, which was well, so Joe good. Rogan was already a famous uh, That is that is true because he's still a kickboxer. He's still a Taekwondo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu master person and <laughs> UFC commentator, comedian and everything else that he does. I feel very uh much in the minority because I do not listen to him at all. No, anything. he's no. His comedy is really good. It's 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 very fun, and it's what you want to hear. It's probably before his uh, podcast, so sort of shortly after he just started doing UFC stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like. I chuckled, but it didn't catch my attention. So I, did, I guess I just he just blew past my radar. Yeah. Well, if you get a chance, go on Netflix and check out his latest one. It's it's actually quite good. He crawls up on a uh, on a a bar stool 
and acts like a demon on a bedpost of uh, Bruce Jenner before he became Bruce <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner and said, you want to be on Vanity Fair magazine? <laughs> like he impersonates a demon very well. It's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so I'd give it a listen that, that and Bill Burr, uh, uh, Paper Tiger, that one's gold, and all the Dave Chappelle stuff is really good. So, <laughs> I don't, I'm you, old school. yeah, me too. But this Dave Chappelle, between you quitting social media and uh, this, he took that long of a hiatus out of comedy. So you're getting old school Chappelle, just not Paul. Like not uh, he didn't change. He's still the same guy. Right. He's still funny. He's still great. So, I've been listening to uh, Conan O'Brien's podcast. I have not. It's all just ludic- ludicrous, insane nonsense. Yeah. Is but, it good uh, though? It's funny. Is it funny? It's funny because he was Especially a very Martin Short. Okay. Because Martin Short just tears him apart all the time. That's good. But uh, as far as comedians go, I really like uh, Jim Gaffigan, Brian yeah. Regan. Yeah. Tom Papa. Uh, did you get into Crusher? Crusher? Brett Crusher? Not so much. I watched a little bit of Tom Segura. Yeah. And then uh, Dusty Slays. Have you ever listened to him? No. Oh my gosh, he's hilarious. Hmm. He had this one joke about uh, good money. He said, growing up, you got three types of money. You got old money, which is generational. Yeah. You know, you inherited your money. You got new money, which is tech money. You come into your money. And he's like, then you got good money. He's like, I grew up with good money. Good money never buys you anything you want. Good money buys you an airbrushed T-shirt from the state fair with your name on it. And when you complain about it to your mom, she says, I paid good money for that. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah okay, uh-huh, uh, okay, mm-hmm, hmm. He talks about growing up in a trailer park, which I did several times, so. You you did. I you did. I remember yeah. those days. The A-frame was lap of luxury for me. Oh, really? Because you had shingles? Right. <laughs> they weren't my shingles, but no, they were good I shingles. On it to put a forklift at some point. Oh, I forgot that you were in the A-frame with me for a little bit. You had the, the bigger part of the uh, the upstairs. <laughs> but you had the, you, I didn't have I had the, the door. I had, I had the main... Oh, that's right. You had the big room in the back. Yeah. You got the other guys after I moved out. Yeah, that's right. In the, in the, at first. Fuck that. We're supposed to be me and Jesse, but Jesse didn't come. Jesse flakes. Jesse always flakes. He, yeah, I haven't seen that guy. He's he's close to you. Yeah, I saw him walking down the street one day. He's starting a podcast, too. About photography or music? Uh, well, it has an upside-down pineapple on it. So, oh, it's so swing. I, I, I assume. I, I don't know I, what he's going to call I it. He's swinging an air drink, so... If he was here, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just describing what I saw 
on his Facebook, and I'm like, ah. you see, I don't need to disappoint more than one woman at a time. I don't know why these people need to go out of their way and just ruin everybody's day. Just, just, just focus on one, and you'll do a great job. Right? You'll do a great <laughs> job of disappointing her. Yeah, you'll I, do it to the best of your ability. I, I know I'm good at that. Hands, I could do it whenever I want. I do it every day. Uh, <laughs> disappointer that is. One of the one of the random stupid thoughts I had today when you were talking about in whatever episode I was listening to. How your instant reaction to someone telling you not to do something is to do it. Yeah. I was going to text you like, Mike, don't you dare buy your wife flowers today. <laughs> she would love it. She loves flowers. She'd be like, why? What did you do wrong? <laughs> Unprovoked flowers? I should do that tomorrow. And just say, just, just, just say it. nothing and be like, here you go. Hmm. But I want to buy beer at the same time. So, uh, I, that's what I do every paycheck I'm getting paid tomorrow so every paycheck I buy one 15 pack of beer that's it so despite what everyone sees on the podcast where I'm sitting here drinking every single time that I'm on here and every time you listen to me I'm drinking you only drink one beer a day I do have one beer a day or a bottle that's of whiskey not counting all the hard alcohol with the empty <laughs> bottle behind you. But only one beer a day one beer a day but I'm without if I'm with friends and we're hanging out I'll crack a I'll crack a bottle of whiskey and we're gonna go through it. Uh, but but it's not my go to. We did. <laughs> That's it. I don't I don't need more. And I, I won't even do that most days because the fifteen pack doesn't last between each paycheck. A manager drinks beer too. So uh, yeah. yeah, uh it's a fifteen pack will last a week and then that's it. I just don't buy another one. I'm lucky all my liquor stays exactly the same as the last time I left it. That's, yeah, that's right. Your wife doesn't drink. Oh, my wife got to uh, suffer through a liver transplant with my wife going through. Yeah, so, but you got to keep hearing about it. Benefit, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly as much as I left it. Yeah, that's how, how did you manage that? Like, can I get my wife on the same? T- <laughs> Well, you got to find a girl with a liver disease, first of all. That's, oh, I already messed up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she's got your healthy wife. Yeah, right. You dropped the ball. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so did she when her dad said, Mary Rich, she married me instead. So we all have I her. I that you are your wife's rebellious face. I, I, I stand by that. I really do. Because... Uh, she hasn't learned yet. She signed a document like that said forever, and she does exactly what she said she would do, uh, in spite of herself. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, so I realize we're rabbit holing, and you can see how the rabbit holes happen now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, all our conversations are rabbit holes. Yes, we kind of had a topic chosen, and we're gonna dabble into it if a little bit. If you want to, if we don't, that's totally fine. That is totally fine. But at the same time. I would love to dabble into what you were thinking of because my brain goes one direction, you goes another. And I would love yep. to hear what I asked you what you want to talk about. And you said your mind has been a lot on music lately, specifically uh, church worship music and stuff like that. Uh, what, what is it about church worship music that really catches your, uh, your, your attention 
and and makes it so it it comes to front of mind is it the uh, metaphysiological effects that it has on people to actually heal and bring you into higher state state of mind or just just music in and of itself the art the technicality the metaphysical aspect of it is very cool but it's never the forethought when i think about worship music it's very much the artistry and the music of it because i've been on worship teams since i was 12 so and you play drums i did i now play guitar and i sing worst mistake they ever did yeah <laughs> most <laughs> as a person who speaks on a microphone for fun i'm very fucking good at this <laughs> like my, my volumes are quite consistent as far as i can tell it's like it hasn't been consistently nonstop, but I started with drums, actually technically. I started when I was about five, when we first started going to a Christian church rather than a Catholic church. My dad very quickly started doing sound with a music soundboard and everything like that, mixing all the things, and I helped him, and I've been doing that up until two years ago when we switched venues, and I deliberately stayed away from the soundboard so I could actually get away from being behind it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, since I was about 12, so that's 22 years, 23 years I've been on worship team, give or take a, a year off here and there. Yeah. So music is a big part of my life. And right now, our church is doing the thing that they think they need to do, but I'm kind of having a hard time with knowing the psychology behind like a set list and how you draw people into worship as you're supposed to be a worship leader. Like a, like a rigid form set list of we're doing this song, we're doing course verse, course verse, whatever. So much that more like uh, more upbeat songs like praise and drawing people's attention and everything like that. Collecting the room Mm -hmm. and then leading them into worship as opposed to because God bless him, my pastor is one of my best friends. I love him to death. He very quickly can enter in and just worship right away. Yeah. Doesn't matter what's going on. Yeah. You can just drop everything and start worshiping, which is amazing. But uh, most Christians aren't like that. No. Most people in church well, are new, very distracted. New, new Christians, especially. Like people who right? are new off the street don't know anything about what's going on even the the very idea of having a stage singing into the sky and these love songs that are you know borderline boy bands for jesus uh it's it's really difficult for some people to recognize that there's something happening here and just go along with it right so so there's a lot of psychology behind reasons why you'll play a more um, kind of draw people's attention then you start to set the mood after that mm -hmm. and then you enter in um it's hard to do in four songs which a lot of churches are doing now oh just four yeah well we're a mobile church right so okay. we're not in our own place. we've got limited amount of time so we've we've narrowed it down to four then it's the sermon, then we get back up to one more, and then it's like announcements and yeah, offering and everything like that, so. Okay. 
it's a it's a different format yeah. than most churches. But uh, I've been I've been struggling with it a little bit, trying to bring the science back into why we did it the way we've kind of done it for the last 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. Versus, well, we really like these songs. We're just going to play them. It doesn't matter what half the church is struggling with. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, One of the things that my church has been doing very recently was playing, um, playing tracks from my youth, like stuff that really impacted me when I was um, 18, 19 years old, transitioning phase of, of what I thought I was to, or, or still in my adolescence, my youth, my fire, my uh, inspired phase. And so when I'm re-hearing these songs for the first time in a long time, I am blown away by the emotional response I have to them. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, like... I want to say I want to sing them with the same emotional vigor that I had in my youth. I'm like, ah, this this brings me back and and the feeling that they had. And music is so strange the way that it can do that by simply tapping it, into something, especially very people. emotionally tied for a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's like hearing a song that you get. You ever listen to an old CD that you hadn't listened to in a long time? There was uh, an old POD album or um, Thousand Foot Crutch. I was listening to their uh, debut album yesterday. POD. Yeah? The, the, uh, the woman uh, of the nation? Mm-hmm. Youth of the Nation wasn't actually their debut album. That was just that was uh, that was their satellite album. That was their first big album. Their I, th- I don't remember which one is their debut. They had one What's that? It one before that called no. Pity, wasn't it? No, they had the fundamental elements of Southtown, Snuff the Punk, and the Brown album. I think. Yeah. I thought Southtown came in after. No, Southtown came in before Satellite. What was the one after Satellite then? What was that one called? Oh, I don't remember the one after Satellite. Because unfortunately, that's when I stopped listening to Beauty. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there was a bunch of other, but Snuff the Punk and uh, Fundamental Elements of Southtown were phenomenal. But you listen to like old DC Talk or uh, Thousand Foot Crutch was a big one for me. DC- I never got into Thousand Foot Crutch. No? I was uh, alternative when they were coming out. So Okay, I... Uh, you remember me all cocky and very self-assured. Yeah, but you also listen. Was it ska? You listened to quite a bit of. Oh yeah. Yeah, you were big into the ska, and then you. Yeah, I, I remember going to a party, and there was this uh, bit of a no true Scotsman fallacy that was happening among you and a couple other people. One guy was into ska as well, but he wasn't ska enough, or you weren't ska enough for him, or whatever. I don't know. They just make the assumption of, well, you listen to them. Well, they're not that good because this one's better. I'm like. You've heard of the no true Scotsman fallacy, <laughs> where you, as Scottish as you might be, you're not really Scottish. You might live there your whole life or be from there, and but you're not really Scottish. Right. So, but it's the right. same thing when it comes to some genres of music, because you're like, oh, I'm alternative. It's like, are you though? Because I, I remember somebody told me, it's like, oh, I listen to indie music. And I'm like, yeah, I listen to indie music myself. It's like, like who? And I'm like, oh, Disciple. They're from Indiana. <laughs> 
because <laughs> I didn't know what he did. And then I learned um, very slowly that uh, indie doesn't mean what... The, and, and But again, it was a lot of... Uh, I was listening to them before they were cool, the whole Alexis on fire and shit like that. Because that's what it was. That's what indie was back in the day. But yeah, this this whole idea of what music does to people, and, and especially in a worship setting of wanting a certain structure, but how much do you push back on the leadership that's saying, hey... I hear what you want. I'm the pastor, and this is what I think we should be doing. And it's it. I imagine it would be difficult to um, uh, submit. I, I like that word, submit. Well, there's other levels to it too. Um, He's not listening, so you're good. I, that's what I was just gonna say. You stole my joke. <laughs> How long have we known each other? <laughs> my, like, the lead, like, I'm a worship leader. Yeah. Because I've been there for so long, but I don't have a team that I lead. Our overhead leader is my sister-in-law. Oh. Who gave half her liver to my wife. So how oh. hard do you find that? <laughs> Just, that gets brought up at every meeting. So I think we should, I think... That I gave half my liver. My liver. So you could. I I gave half, so you could shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, that would. I love her. She's great. Yeah, I assume. I uh, that's that is the problem with people that would get ha give give half their liver. They'd be like, they're still great people, which makes them fucking annoying. <laughs> She's not listening either. Literally righteous. Mm-hmm. So, I would like to um, point something out when it comes to music that's really strange to me. The very the, the the if you look at the breakdown of what music really is, it is vibrations coming from string or wind or uh, yeah, string or wind instruments that that are creating vibrations to hit in a certain tone or percussion as well, and and they come together in an amalgamation that just makes this sound and for some reason we have this physical emotional mental response to something that literally affects the way that we the, our mood it affects our bodies it affects both sides of our brain they used to think that only left side or right side it's like no it affects both like, it affects your entire body Oh, everything. You can you can actually heal better when listening to the right kinds of music and putting yourself in certain physical, emotional states and because of the music you surround yourself with. It's so weird. And it's like, but what is it? It's just vibrations. Right? Do you remember when I was a DJ for weddings yes. and... Parties? Yes, very much. Deliberately tuned our subs to a certain frequency that was so low you can't really recognize you're hearing it mm -hmm. but suggested that you drink more that that and that does help except for the guy who comes over I and says can you play metallica hey right. can you play some slayer i had to dj a wedding or no sorry i had a dj uh christmas function uh last year for the very first time fucking hated it <laughs> It's so frustrating. People are like, hey, man, you play Slayer? I'm like, no, I can't play Slayer. We were <sighs> one of the first companies to stop using CDs, so we just had 
a computer with a bunch of AC3 files in it. It had like 10,000 songs on the yeah. computer. Yeah. And you'd notice when someone walks in with 10,000 songs of CDs, there would be milk crates of CDs everywhere, right? Yeah. But this one guy at a wedding was so drunk, he didn't realize that I had not swapped a CD yet. The entire time I was there, I had no CDs with me, yet he stood next to my desk, stomping as hard as he could, trying to make the music skip. No. He'd stop and stare out at the dance floor and wait for people to not dance on beat anymore because the CD skipped. And he did it for like 15 minutes, not realizing that it's not going to work. Ah, oh, drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. That's my favorite part about being a DJ is watching drunk people. I, I, do, do you know what my least favorite part was? Being called DJ. Yeah. yeah. That's, so if you're at a party, don't call the DJ DJ. He has a fucking name. Learn it. It helps. I was, my boss was a good guy, Vince, mm-hmm. would always uh, introduce me as DJ Scotty Too Hottie. <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> I convinced people that he was in contact with like he took all the bookings and stuff like that he's like no his name is Scotty Too Hot <laughs> that's awesome I'm in the face Vince I don't care if you're a hundred pounds larger than me roided to the nines he was a roid monkey at the time I don't, I don't know where he's at now <laughs> yeah Vince I haven't seen him in forever and drunk people tip really well you got tips Oh yeah, like they'd slip me a twenty. Like we're I'm DJing a wedding. Like requests are nothing. Absolutely, I'll play the song you want to hear. Yeah, slip me a twenty. Be like, can you play this song next? You're like, you got another ten. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't get tipped at all, or even offered a tip. I might I not got, have been very doing that. It was ridiculous. With that being said, when I was at a wedding and they didn't give me a a, a, um, a a table order to like disperse people on, I'm like, I will be bought. I like bourbon. <laughs> so the first table that brought me a bourbon will go next. I was just at my brother-in-law's wedding a couple weekends ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, the MC, who I've known for a long time, made that joke too. Oh, really? Did one of the girls at our table grabbed the change out of her pocket. It was like a dollar forty seven or something like that. It was no money whatsoever. Ran up there and just handed it to her. after the head table to eat. Wow, for a dollar forty. Hmm. That's why I asked for alcohol itself. I'm like, just bring me a drink. I'll trust you. <laughs> I might be getting drugged right now. Maybe. But I know all these people. They they wouldn't most of them won't drug me. <laughs> uh, now thinking about it, that was a bad idea. Why did I do that? Don't drug your MC. You're a very trusting person. I am a trusting person. But people like me. It's fine. I'm, surprisingly, people like me. There are a lot of things not to like about me, and people like me. I'm like, hmm, interesting. You were very trusting that Nick wasn't going to kill you when you asked to date his daughter. Yes, but he did threaten to. And he's like, you hurt her. And then you reminded him that you lived with me and he hated me more. <laughs> he did so. hate you so much. I don't know why. Um, He had a teenage daughter. I'm going to assume he had a teenage daughter who had the potential of having a crush on you. Not that she did, but she was in you that know. range of like, 
I must hate you. But really, that that was the drummer of the youth group. But I'm, I I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his wife drums. Maybe he knew that. He's like drummers. I don't trust him anymore. <laughs> so, anyways, back to music. Music is such a weird, stupid thing. But what do you, what do you, what's what's the alternative to it? Should be like, oh yeah, it's dumb. Well, let's get rid of it. Well, no, we're not doing that. No one has ever proposed getting rid of music. As stupid as it is, as illogic, illogical. I'll use the word illogical. It is. It's absolutely illogical. Ooh. It it doesn't make really? any sense except for the fact that our our human brain loves patterns. We really do. Those uh, bouncing. They love the balancing of the frequencies. The balancing of frequencies, the patterns, because you're getting a consistent drum set. And um, what happens? My guess is that. We love recognizing patterns, and if we can have them consistently together, there is a, a dopamine being released because every single time we find a pattern, our brain releases dopamine. And so when you can see that many happening all at once, we can say, oh, look at all this, and it affects us on a huge scale, like to an unbelievable degree. So maybe maybe that's part of it. Is it's, it's our, Well, if you're an evolutionary person uh, which i kind of tend i find myself in that camp more often than not (laughs) well even if you take the bible word for word yeah god didn't invent days and nights till the third day Mm -hmm. so what were the first two days and nights ah don't ask questions that sounds like a day you just satan over here spewing disbelief later on it says to god a a day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. Just trying to confuse people, sending them straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's such a hmm. <laughs> which, which it's almost uh, like it's meant to be thought provoking, so you think about it, and or at least poetry, you know, at least poetry, at least poetry. But yeah, I think as Proverbs says, above all, seek wisdom. And the Bible promotes seeking wisdom. Yes. So. Yeah. Why? Well, that's that's the funny part when people try to rip on the Bible. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, you do not like the idea of seeking wisdom. And Proverbs, which is a book of Proverbs, which is a general truth. It doesn't mean absolute truth. I don't like it when these Christian people come out and be like, the proverb says this, and I'm like, that's a general truth, not an absolute truth. <laughs> Because there are exceptions to Proverbs. Because do you know what's funny? Discretion doesn't always look like wisdom. We're, we're right. taught to have discretion in some areas. And, and, and it's like, oh, well, don't pearl, put pearls before swine. It's like, well, uh, my kid's a little bit of an asshole sometimes. I'm not going to encourage him because that might be putting pearls before swine. It's like, or, or, or recognize when your kid is doing something good and encourage him. Don't just blanket statement everything and be like, well, I'm not going to encourage somebody just because, well, it might be putting pearls before swine. So. Right. I had a, a similar conversation once with someone about uh, how it says, honor thy father and mother. Mm-hmm. Well, what if your father and mother are Christian? Mm-hmm. How do you honor them when their values are different than yours? Well, yeah. Or, or aren't biblical whatsoever? Well, then you have to break down the word honor. What does it mean to honor? 
Exactly. And so when you look at the word honor, uh, from my best understanding, it's to do right by. Well, how do you do right by them? It doesn't mean blindly obey. Yes. It doesn't even say to love. Do you know what that that one really irks people? When you're like, oh, the Bible says to love your parents. It's like, no, it doesn't. Fucking says honor them. Well, your parents are still people in the world, and you're supposed to love your neighbor, and your neighbor is everyone. So. Yes, but 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 how we love them is very distinct between and people, people you love by staying away from them. <laughs> well, I, I love so yeah. Some people I love by moving as far away as I can, or not hitting with my car. That's that's sometimes a form of love. That is exactly a form of love that I understand completely, and I'm related to those people. <laughs> So sometimes it's not always what we assume it to be. Sometimes it looks very different. So we love people differently. And same thing when it comes to honorism. We honor our parents by trying our best to be the best kind of person that we can be as earnest and faithful and good to the best of our ability, even though it may not line up with them, hoping that what we're doing is the most right thing. Absolutely. Because you're supposed to honor God first and your parents after that. So yeah. if it's contradictory, it's contradictory. You, you got to go with God. Yeah. I, I had that I had that problem a little while ago where um, I got, um, I don't want to, uh, <laughs> um, I got mentally challenged to uh, somebody's like, who, who, uh, who is your devotion to? Who is your loyalty to? I'm like, well, my loyalty is first and foremost to God. Like over any kind of brotherhood, my my loyalty should be to God because the Bible says very clearly, um, your love for all things will look like hate compared to your love for God. Not to say that you hate your brotherhood or hate your family or wife or whatever, but the love that you have for God should be so amazing it supersedes any kind of loyalty or 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 love you have for anything else in the world. So my absolutely the most right answer I could give in that moment was my absolute devotion is to God. My absolute loyalty is to God. And that was drawing some things into question that really shouldn't have been. And, uh, yeah, no longer in that environment, so I'm not worried about it anymore. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Happy, happy, happy. They're asking those kind of questions. You don't want to be with those kind of people. Yeah. That happens. That being said, <laughs> Jesus hung out with tax collectors, whores and drunkards. Uh, whores and drunkards, yes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just drunkards. My wife is poking her head in, and she's only hearing half of the conversation. She can't hear you. You can tell her I said hi. Oh, Scott says hi. That's on you. Hi, Scott. She says hi. (laughs) Do you want scotch? No, I'm all right. Okay. (laughs) She can smell it, apparently. Oh, she's been home for a little bit. Um, So, yeah, like, what kind of friends are you surrounding yourself with? Because the the Bible's pretty hmm, pretty loose when it comes to this, some of that stuff. Because if you're a person above reproach, you can be friends with whores. I don't recommend it. But I don't go to a whore. How confident are you that you're a person above reproach? Exactly. If I'm going to, if, hypothetically, I'm going to go hang out with a whore, my wife's going to be there with me. Other people are going to be there with me to hold me to yeah. account to be like, yeah. hey, no, I was there. Maybe He's you'll good. find 12 dudes to hang out with you as you hang out with <laughs> Right? I'll hang out with drug dealers. I'll hang out with uh, drunkards and uh, people of very sorted backgrounds that most people won't hang out with. I'm good with. I'm, right. ooh, 
That reminds me, I got a great poker game on Saturday. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of drunkards and uh, people of... Uh, check the deck. Just uh, oh, not stereotyping anybody, but make sure there's 52 cards. They're uh, all different. Oh, that's so funny. I should. I just got a new deck of cards today given to me. I should just bring that and be like, this is just a case. <laughs> but nothing's I love worth it. But I also know who you are. So this is a brand new deck. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy came to me, he's like, hey, Mike, I'm doing a poker game um, upcounting Saturdays a while ago. And he's like, I'm only, uh, I'm only inviting 10 people. I'm like... Only 10 people? Okay. Um, is is this an invite or are you just telling me about it? Like, I was just like, am I in? Or are you just be like, I'm only inviting 10 people. You're not one of them. <laughs> I'm like... Come on, no, man. He's not, uh, that's, that's what we would do. That's what, that is exactly what we would do. <laughs> I think we have, actually. Uh, yeah. As Yes. I don't know. Do you remember that. shopping cart jousting at the A-frame? Oh, the... I do remember you guys building cardboard armor. That was for the shopping cart jousting. I didn't get invited to that. That's because you were always on your computer with Amanda. <laughs> That's right. That's when I was courting her, uh, trying yeah. to, yeah, trying to get her attention enough. It worked. Was she Australia or something like that? She was in Australia. Actually, probably at the time she was in Japan, but she was on a uh, YWAM in Australia, and then she went to Japan, and then she's like, oh, I'll be at a reception. And I just told her how I felt, and then she went into no man's land and this is before facebook told you that they've seen the message or not so i assume she's seen it and then ghosted me <laughs> so yeah it was a stressful time of my life for the record you were always invited you were just distracted yes yes you guys have never you guys have never excluded me except for one time out of a band <laughs> And I and I charged I you. So. <laughs> I charged you to play in my garage at the A-frame when you moved out. Ben yeah. was like, "Oh, we're gonna be in a band. You want to? Can, can we practice in your garage?" Fuck you guys! I never got. Drummers, you you think that was going anywhere? <laughs> oh, that was such a good time. I miss I miss those okay. times. For anyone who is even wondering, which I doubt anyone is, shopping cart jousting was. Uh, oh yes. We uh, procured shopping carts from Walmart because we weren't working there at the time <laughs> by any means. <laughs> yeah, because nobody Cut left them out all and night. folded them into shapes where you could straddle it like a horse. Yeah. And then we found pool cues, and uh, we pushed the shopping carts at each other as fast as we could, jousting with pool cues. Ah, oh, I the pool cues. <laughs> Where did we get the pool cues? They were in the garage. <laughs> so they weren't ours? No, they no. were the whites. They were just there. Ah, uh, the white people. Uh, we're not going to say which white people they were. They were just white people. <laughs> they don't listen, I assume. Uh, I'm pretty sure none of them are white, blue color. So no, no, they're they're too snobby. No offense, but they're snobs. They were always snobs. Oh, don't worry, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Good looking snobs, but snobs nonetheless. Uh, yeah. That was the joke in my old shop. When anything went wrong with a client or anything like that, and just be like, white people. <laughs> That's funny. Do you know who I blame? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll be like, oh, you see that sky today? Fucking Jews. <laughs> it's a joke. I have to say that. It's a joke. My new joke? I've, I'm convinced it's going to take over. That's what she said. Which was a takeover of In Your Pants. Remember when In Your Pants jokes were the big oh, thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then The Office came on and it was That's What She Said. And then, then Brooklyn Nine-Nine came on and was like, that was the name of your sex tape. Yep. Yep. Now it's, you stop someone, no matter what they're saying, you go, that's racist. <laughs> Ooh, that's racist. All right. So I get to say this joke. I was uh, hanging out with some people. A long time ago, land far, far away. One of them was uh, a little Asian, uh, partially Asian. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be going to this 1960s party. I'm going to make some really racist jokes about how we ne- we always do these theme parties where black people wouldn't be invited. And I'm just going to say racist jokes. <laughs> and this little Asian guy comes up to me. He's like, oh, I got a good one. <laughs> and I'm like, do tell. And uh, like I said, long time ago, like, Oh, almost out of memory and he's like what's the difference this is not my joke I'm repeating it from an Asian a minority I get away with it uh, he's like what's the difference between um, winter tires and uh, black people and I'm like hmm I don't know and he's like uh, winter tires don't sing when you put chains on them <laughs> <laughs> oh like, I can't believe you laughed at that. That's despicable. Oh, it's that's racist. <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> just for anything, anything at all, you just say that's racist. Yeah, I, think just, I think I want spaghetti for dinner. <gasps> that's racist. That that mm, cultural appropriation. Yep. <laughs> I think it's gonna it's gonna be the next thing. It, it could be. Do you know? Mm, do you know what I learned? You ever? You ever, Have you ever said? I know I have, and I'll admit to it. Have you ever seen it? I haven't seen you in a coon's age. Yeah, I heard that. Not racist. I looked it up. I checked. I I got really... Okay, I'm, uh, I'm a little... Uh, if I'm going to speak, I want to speak in the most correct way possible. And saying something in a coon's age, I'm like, oh, that's bad. And then I looked it up. No, I'm good. I'm in the clear. Not racist. It was thought for a you long time that... listeners. And they're going to blow up your social media. Oh, yeah. Telling you how to make it offensive. Anyone who worked on the Raccoons cartoon or um, uh, what's that other one? Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a Coonist. You can go, hit me up. Call me a antagonist of Raccoons. Were they pigs? I thought they were Raccoons. Well, like the protagonist. Oh, the protagonist. Like okay, yeah, the, yeah, the protagonist. The antagonist. Yeah, they were pigs. There were pigs. That's what I thought. I was well, having like, this conversation with my work the other day. That's weird a, that you brought it up. Do you know what's really funny? Uh, my buddy's dad was an animator uh, for that show back in the day in Quebec when I lived there. His dad was an animator for that show. Wow. So, small world. Small world. <laughs> I learned about it like, you know, 15 years after I've seen the cartoon. Kind of grew up watching it. And then my buddy's like, oh yeah, that's my dad. And I'm like, what? No, no, it's not. And I met him. I'm like, oh, okay. You look like a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he was Dr. French. Yeah. yeah. He was a dirty Frenchman. So. <laughs> That's racist. I get to say that. I'm French. <laughs> 
at least half French anyways. I am so French that I have to spell my last name. There's no saying it. And everyone, they do this stupid thing where I spell it and they're like, how do you say that? I'm like, does it matter? <laughs> like, I. Well, to be fair, um, if I was born 30 years later and not necessarily automatically took my father's last name, my last name could have been Lorando, so I would have been just as French as you are. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you would speak as much French as I do now. Which is none. <laughs> Which is nearly none. I'm really good at swearing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm for, no Ben didn't say Ben was very good at that he never s really spoke French in front of us only when he was on the phone with his mom that's right when he was on his phone on the phone with and his mom well in and out of English and French yeah. all the time I forgot about that yeah he told me and then there was one time I put the television on the French channel and I was reading with subtitles while he was on the phone with his mom and I read them in French and he's like you speak French? I was like, I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> I can read it like I like I understand. No, yeah. no clue. No, I don't have time for that shit. I, I don't speak English properly. I don't have time for a second language. Right. That being said, I went to Mexico and I was like picking up words. I'm like, hmm, that's strange. I know that word. Oh, I know that one. And I'm like, oh yeah, Latin based language. Oh yeah, cerveza <sighs> means beer. Of course I recognize uh, that one. All right. With that being said, you go to Mexico, dos cerveza, por favor, and that's because you, by the time you're done your first one and you're ready for a second one, it won't be ready. You have to wait forever. So just always get order two. two at a time. Always to get make two. It for the little ground, absolutely. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, I said it so well when I did go to Mexico, and um, I've got a darker complexion to me. And last time I went, I had like a short. You were woken up at Heathrow Airport with Uzis uh, <laughs> in your face. Or was it yes, I, no, no, they, they were uh, MP5s. <laughs> MP5s, that's what it was. Right. And you uh, had a full beard. I did have a full beard, and I went to Ukraine. And just say your olive-toned complexion is a bit of an understatement. It, yeah. So when I go to Mexico, people start speaking Spanish to me like I know how to speak Spanish, and I'm like, no, that was it. I got, I got dos cerveza, por favor, and that's it. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> and so when they do start speaking, and, and um, we got randomly selected at the border when coming back from um, uh, the Baja Peninsula area there. So Tijuana, I guess it would be. Uh, when we were coming back, we got randomly selected. And they're like, you, you, where are you from? I'm like, I'm, I'm from Canada. It's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> No one made that mistake with me at all. No. Mostly because I was bright red. Mm-hmm. You're 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 half ginger. After, after wearing SPF 100. Mm-hmm. And uh, I disappointed so many wonderful Spanish people because uh, when you say you're from Calgary, Alberta, they're like, "Oh, Stampede, Calgary Flames, eh?" They're <laughs> really excited about that, and you're like, "I hate the Stampede, and I don't watch hockey." <laughs> <laughs> they just, just, just watch their face just drop and they're like, I have nothing more to say to you. What do you want to buy? <laughs> that, that, was, that was it. That was everything they knew and you just stole it from them. I crushed their whole dreams of starting a conversation. With that being said, I do want to point out something. When we did go to Ukraine back in the day, our translator, Yana. Yana! Yana! I didn't know that she was within the age of I could have me a bride brought back to Canada age 
and you could have both. We seriously, and she was very nice and polite and beautiful, beautiful young lady. And uh, I was like, oh, she did herself like a, a like a woman did, and we and were. She, she was seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, like right in that age of like. Why? Why didn't I know that when we started this trip, I would have been like, "Want to come to Canada? <laughs> come on, come on!" Uh, Remember the, uh, the curdled milk sunburn relief? Oh, remedy? yeah, that's right. I had such a horrible sunburn that uh, yours was the back. Mine was my chest, right? That's no, my chest. Mine was on my chest. Yours was on your chest. Okay, that's yeah, what it was. and they put cream like like coffee cream or milk or whatever on our, our sunburns and it curdled that's how much we were burning up and, and then i sandblasted them off playing volleyball the next day oh yeah that was hmm that was a rough rough time and then speaking of the same teenage daughter of your father-in-law's almost got jumped by two girls at the mcdonald's because they thought we were together i wasn't there for that no, you were outside still. I was outside. I, I didn't want to go to McDonald's in Ukraine. I'm like, we're in Ukraine. I'm not going to McDonald's. What? Do you, come on. The only be, thing that was open. Yeah, that we could understand because yeah, that's right. Because you, you can go like this as like number number four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were sitting at the same table together, and I had a ring on my ring finger. Yeah, playing with it because it was a spinner ring because that was cool at the time. Oh, so cool. And uh, these two girls were sitting across the dining room and started staring daggers at her. Like, I thought I was going to have to escort her out of the dining room. Oh, yeah. Okay, do you remember sitting in the windows and her throwing Cheerios in her mouth from, like, across the room? Or was that just me? That might have been just I don't me. Cheerios in my mouth just because there was some. there was nothing to do. We were in Ukraine. I didn't want to go to bed. I'm like this is so Speaking cool. Ukraine, um, you were witness to one more uh, exorcism during. Remember the open air service we did? Oh, in, where is that in uh, the Kim? Crimea? In the Crimea region. Crimea region. So we did our skit. We sang some songs, and then we did prayer service for a bunch of people that were there. You remember that part? I vaguely remember it. So you were doing your thing, walking around praying for the people who were praying for people. Yeah. Which I awesome. Good job, bud. I agree with that. <laughs> it's, it's easy. It's easy. Oh, you know, no, they it, don't speak English. It's necessary. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was praying for this one older lady, and I thought, because I didn't have a translator at the time. She was walking around to four or five of us that were praying for people. Now I was laying hands on her, and I thought I was praying because she was coughing. So I just started praying for her, and she starts coughing more and more and more and more and more and more and more, until she just starts screaming, and then she kind of collapsed. I kind of tried to catch her and help her to the ground gently. Yeah. And uh, then she kind of crawls away. And the translator comes over later and she says that uh, she felt something leave her and her thoughts aren't as dark anymore. Hmm. I was like, 
I thought she had a sore throat. <laughs> I was praying for a sore throat the whole time. <laughs> I was just praying in tongues. Because that's what you do when you don't know what to say. Yeah. And apparently. Yeah. You, you exercised. No. Her faith got that demon out of her. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> that's. Oh, I want to. You bring this up right near the end. And there's so much. So much to unpack on that one. Oh, man. The world's a funny place. Rapid fire. Go. It's just. There's, Dive in. Yeah. We'll just do it quickly. No more rabbit holes. Remember no. how we were talking about rabbit holes? This is the worst episode yet. No, no. <laughs> if if you do want to listen to the worst episode yet, you listen to Mike Goes Solo. That was horrible. I didn't know what to talk about. I just started going on, like, climate change. And, <laughs> and then with the I Love Me jackets are on their way, Mike. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. No, there are far worse episodes than this one. I'll tell you that. Uh, but we do got to have you back on. Maybe to talk about uh, free will again as a mediator between the two of us. Because I really feel like there's more there. And I have, because we had that conversation since then. We've had so long for you to get to conscious and unconscious thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I know, but I don't know if you notice it. But sometimes I will bring something up and Devin says, we'll get there. And he'll like he'll derail it and be like, "No, we'll get there. Don't worry, we'll get there." And I'm like, "Can we get there now? How about now? Well, maybe, maybe when I come up, we'll just have to record like three episodes. We could do that. Right. That is not hard. It was buy three bottles of whiskey and <laughs> no, we're not so that bad. We'll just be us incoherently rambling into the microphone at the same time. I I. I would be remiss to say that that hasn't happened before. Not with me. Not with me. The first Travis, we ordered pizza. We ordered wings. We went for three hours. He was yelling past the microphone. He would like, he'd be talking over here. And he can't even hear him. <laughs> and he would just be all over the place. And I'm like, dude, dude, you gotta fucking stop. <laughs> and he was mixing. And uh, yeah, it was... A lot of fun, and I enjoyed hanging out with him. None of you all will hear any of that episode until we start getting paid, and then I will release it and be like, "This is not to be held liable." <laughs> Good soundbite. Oh, it's <laughs> it's so bad. It'll People, be your clickbait on your on your Facebook reel. It'll be right up there with the "Hey, we need to uh, do what the Spartans did," and they'll be like, "You mean little boy butt stuff?" And he's like, "What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> Spartans were into butt stuff. Just put it out there. It was a thing. You don't know it. Look it up. Spartans, the Greeks, the Romans. Yeah. Yeah, they all were. Little boys. Yeah. It was it's unfortunate, but it's history. Get over it. I got over it. My my what? family <laughs> owns my family owns what slaves. Mean, what do you mean you got over it? <laughs> I'm I said what I said. Uh my family owns slaves and I'm over it. <laughs> My family was never rich enough to own slaves. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, there was a lot of Irish slaves that get overlooked, but yep. don't worry about it. Yeah. But you're still white, so you're better off. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's all the same to the, some people. Do you know where the word slave comes from? 
No idea. Slavs. Slavic. Slavs. Slovakia. Slovakia. Not a place anymore. Also, white as fuck. <laughs> so the word itself it pretty much means white. I hate to I hate to take another thing from the black man, but technically. <laughs> yeah, I think you're onto something. I think you're onto something. Hmm. In another life, I was a comedian. Yes. Uh, yeah. You got to get back into the deep, not DJing, maybe MCing. You could do MC. Have you ever, how many uh, weddings you MC'd? Uh, one that one. I remember. That you remember? There's a few people who haven't got married yet that have sworn that they want me as an MC. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's on them for not finding spouses yet. Yeah. I like those people. <laughs> I, I've stopped befriending people. Here's the thing. I'm coming to the age where my friends' kids are having marriages and shit like that. So I know I'm going to be I'm asked old. again. I, I am getting old. I am a couple of years older than you are. And this isn't your birthday episode, but it's real close to. It's really close. And 40 is not too far away. And so I know I'm going to be doing more emceeing and it it's going to happen. Hmm? 380 days? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, but it's, it's not far away and I am good at it. That's the thing. I am, I am surprised. Surprisingly, I surprise me how good I am at it. And this last wedding I went to, I look so good. I, I don't like to brag because I don't have a whole lot going for me here. I look I look pretty good for this wedding. I did a great job. For my brother-in-law's wedding, I was wearing a kilt. A kilt? My a, first kilt. A true kilt? A true kilt. It was very nice. I liked it a lot, actually. What What I mean is you, you went um, Freebird? Was I a true Scotsman? No. No. It was a family wedding. I'm not doing that. <sighs> I have a friend who says that if you're wearing underwear, it's a dress. <laughs> I'm Irish, so Irish people also wore kilts, but they're not as brave as Scotsmen. Yeah. Hence why we're hiding on the island of Ireland. That's right. But uh, my wife's uncle was talking to her, and my wife was wearing this gorgeous dress. She looked amazing. Yeah. It was full length, kind of like medieval looking. And her uncle was quite drunk, has says pleasantries and everything like that. And then as he's starting to walk away, he turns around and looks back at her and goes, why is your husband wearing a shorter skirt than you? <laughs> oh, that's gold. I love uncle. I want to be that uncle. So you are that uncle. Don't worry about uh, it. I, look at this mustache. Come on. Right. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'm I'm keeping it. If I gotta be in the field and I have to grow, if I have to shave, the mas the mustache must stay. I I only shave because it's only this and it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, I miss the beard though. Yeah, it's a back beard, straight back beard. Then neck beard. That's what that's what kickstand has. <laughs> Anyways, I think we should tie this thing up. Um, 
it's been a lot of fun. I wish I wish we could keep going, but at the same time, I have to work tomorrow, and I think you do too. Yeah, eleven thirty. It's eleven thirty for you, ten thirty for me, and uh, yeah, I'm fucking tired. So everyone else, I'm just gonna kick you all out of here. So God bless. Uh, I don't want to say fuck off, but you know, have a great day. Whatever salutations.